We're going to continue from last week on um, in Proverbs. Last week we did Proverbs 3, a lot of them Proverbs 3. Today we're going to be doing Proverbs 4 and some in Proverbs 8. We'll be covering Proverbs 4 and Proverbs 8. And uh, if you still have the handout from last week, uh, that'll, that'll continue on from uh, where we are. Uh, left off last week and if you need one let me know and we'll get one to you then about okay i didn't get any printed up when i first got here so they getting printed now so i get you one here in a few minutes but uh we'll start it in proverbs 4 and then we'll move over to proverbs 8. because uh, we know Last week we talked about uh, y'all. Want one? We talked about uh, uh, the, the writer of Proverbs, uh, uh, written mainly by Solomon. And it was, you know, it was some unidentified writers also in Proverbs. Then you got two others, Agar and Lemuel, is also considered to be a couple of writers in Proverbs. But mainly, uh, Proverbs were written by Solomon. And it's a book, uh, book of Proverbs shows the reader how to live and love life wisely and skillfully. In other words, Proverbs kind of tell you how to live life, how to live a, a righteous life, you know. When we, we talk about uh, living a wise and skillful life instead of a wild and, and, and reckless one. You know, some people uh, live a, a wild and reckless life, and we want to live a wise and skillful life. Uh, <clears throat> then we talk about what wisdom was, you know, the quality of state of being wise. And uh, then we talked about a wisdom as being uh, from above, James uh, three seventeen. You know, if, you know, you got wisdom from above, then you also got earthly wisdom, according to James three fifteen. So we don't want to have that earthly wisdom. You know, we want to have that wisdom from above, according to James uh, three seventeen. <clears throat> so, uh, and then uh, wisdom is is personified. You know, in other words, wisdom is is set up as a person. When we talk, and when we get into verse four and verse eight, and, and uh, then you also got wisdom talking as a father talking to his son. You know, uh, wisdom personified is referred to as she. You know, you're reading in, in a lot of verses. She, you know, she is this and she is that. She did this. She did this. You know, so uh, it, it's referred to as a, a female. Uh, in the end when we read the verses. Then when you look at Proverbs 22, 6, it's talking about a son, uh, a father giving instruction to his son. You know, Proverbs 22, 6, they train a child where you have him to go, and he would not depart from it. And then when, when you read, when you, you have to read Proverbs 22, 6 with a grain of salt, because it don't mean that if you train a child that way, that he is never going to depart from it. I mean, this is just a, a, a general, you know, most of the time if you train a child right, then the child gonna do what he's supposed to do. And you're gonna find those that's gonna fall out, find that 
unbeaten path to go off, no matter how you teach them. But, you know, in, in, in general, Proverbs 22 saying if you train that child, train them the way you want them to be, you know, do things. You know, you know, we train our children how to, you know, men, uh, men as men, we both train our men how to treat women, you know. Uh, women's for train their uh, uh, women, their girls, how to become a good wife and things of that nature. So, <clears throat> so we train our children in this way. Yeah. Uh, there's a reason training kids when they're younger because it's the long-term memory when they get older, it's going to be there. They remember childhood. Whether they obey it or not, they can't get rid of it. Right. It's there. So it's up to us to put it in there for them to choose to follow it. Right. Well, a lot of parents blame themselves when kids go astray, but you know, we can't, we can't do it. It's just like with us when we're teaching the gospel. A lot of times we don't wanna, we, we, we feel like we failed if we try to teach somebody the gospel and they don't obey the gospel or they won't listen. But we gotta realize we hadn't failed, we did what we were supposed to do. The failure is on the part of the person that's getting the message. Not you know not the person that you were delivering unless you delivered the message wrong or you was abrupt in how you delivered the message you know it's a way to deliver a message you know if you want to tell somebody that they're doing something wrong you can't just be blatant with them you know you have to do it with love because you know if, in the way that you want somebody to, to talk to you you know <clears throat> because if you want them to listen you're gonna have to talk them into a way that they're gonna want to listen. That trust in the Lord and lay not on your own understanding, Proverbs 3, 5. That's another thing about Proverbs, you know. It's telling us things uh, of, of, of wisdom, how we need to use wisdom, of use that heavenly wisdom, you know, and not our, our own uh, wisdom that we want to understand. Then when you get into uh, 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 chapter uh, 4, and we'd be looking at verses one through nine in these verses. Then we'll go to uh, <clears throat> chapter eight. And they'll read those. And it said, Hear ye children, the instructions of a father, saying, Intend to no understanding. For I give you good doctrine, for, uh, forsake ye not my law. For I was my father's son, turned in only beloved in the sight of my mother. He taught me also and said unto me, let thine heart retain my words, keep my commandments and live. Get wisdom, get understanding, forget it not, neither decline from the words of my mouth. Forsake her not, and she shall perceive thee. Love her, and she shall keep thee. Wisdom is the principal thing, therefore get wisdom. And with all thy getting, get understanding. You know, so say Solomon, you know, he, he, he talking like he's talking to his child son. Then he talked about how his father taught him. You know, so it's a generational thing. You know, you know, your father teach the son, the son's supposed to teach the son, and then it's supposed to go on from there. <clears throat> uh, so we know that uh, David was Solomon's father, so we know that uh, David got a some of his teaching from his father. Of course, we talked about uh, Solomon getting wisdom from God because that's what he asked for when he first became king. You know, God asked him, you know, if there's anything that he wanted, and he told him, you know, he wanted wisdom that he may be able to 
ruled his people right. And so God gave him that. Uh, but when you get into the meat of uh, <clears throat> chapter 4, like I said, you know, looking at the father talking to his son, then when you get on down into the verses, we see that personification start to fall in. You know, uh, she, you know, uh, her wisdom, uh, if you exalt her, she would uh, promote the. So we're going to talk a little bit about what's in uh, uh, chapter 4 here. <clears throat> and so uh, in, in the first verses, uh, it says, uh, uh, what strong urgence should a father encourage upon his son? And then I think that's, uh, it, and then here it says, here, first hear instructions. You know, in other words, when I tell you something, you need to listen. You, know, you don't need to let it go in one ear and come out the other. You know, when it, when it goes in there, it stays there. You know, a lot of times we tell our children something, a lot of times it kind of go over the head, you know. <clears throat> and they act like when you tell them something sometime, when you remind them, what you told them not to do, and they did it anyway, and they act like they, you know, they, they, you know, sometimes they probably did forget it because a lot of times they don't be listening. But here he said, hear instructions. You know, when you hear instructions, that means you're taking it in. You're understanding it. They don't mean the physical hearing. And a lot of times when you talk about hearing, they're not talking about the physical hearing. It's talking about once you hear it, you understand what you, what, what, what you get. You know, you're taking it in, uh, knowing what the meaning of it is, and not just, you know, you know, voice here. You know, we're not talking about voice here. Here we're talking about the uh, uh, understanding of what, what's going into your ear. Then it says get wisdom, you know, because we're talking about wisdom is, is how to live a righteous and skillful life. You know, get that wisdom on how to live, you know, how to do things, how to treat people, you know, how to talk to people, and different things of that nature. And then it said, get understanding. You know, understanding is understanding things on how things should be. You know, you, you have to understand things in a way that, you know, when somebody tells you something, you got to get the right understanding of it. You know, if, if you read a uh, uh, law that says, uh, uh, you go and see, you see a, a regulation sign that says 60 miles an hour, well, the understanding of that is, you know, you can't go over 60 miles an hour. You know, that's the understanding. The understanding that means 60 miles an hour is your limit, but you can go under 60 miles per hour unless you see a sign that says, you know, speed limit is 60, the minimum is 50. Well, that means you can go, you can't go over 60, and you can't go under 50, you know, because that's what the law says. So you have to understand that's what the law means. You know, you can't go to court and say, well, judge just says, 60, so, you know, uh, you can't pervert those things. You know, it says what it says. Uh, it said, turn, uh, don't turn away from, don't turn away from his words. In other words, when I tell you something, listen to them, understand them, and keep them. You know, uh, don't turn away from them, do them. You know, if I tell you not to uh, uh, touch a hot heater, you touch it anyway where well, you went against my words, you know, so don't turn away from my word because it's going to come out and bite you. 
You know, when I tell you, when the parents tell the child not to do something, it's for his own benefit. When the Bible tells us not to do something, it's for our own benefit. You know, it's not, you know, we're not doing it because we want to uh, assert our authority over somebody. We're doing it because we're doing it for their own good. God's not doing it just because he wants to assert authority over us, which he got the authority to do, but he's doing it for our own good, for our own good, and our own safety a lot of times. Uh, and then it said, keep his commandments. So if you, and then uh, in uh, John 15, 14, it said, if you love me, keep my commandments. You know, in other words, if you, you, know, you love your parents, you know, you'll listen to what they say. You know, a person, a parent, a child that don't do what his parents say is in, in other words, it's time to tell them that they don't love them, you know, because I don't want to listen to you. You know, you listen to people that you love. You know, and if you love them, then, you know, Jesus said, if you love me, keep my commandments. And that's, that's, what, uh, that's what it is when, when you talk to your children and they love you and you love them. If you love them, you're going to tell them what's right. If they love you, they're going to listen to what's right. And that's the way things work. And then, it, again, it said not to forget wisdom and understanding. You know, you got to keep both of those things. Both of those things kind of go together. You know, you can't have wisdom without understanding. You can't have understanding without wisdom. You gotta have both. Both of them gotta come into play because they both work together. <clears throat> okay. And then the next verse, uh, verses said, what benefits uh, would be reaped, you know, from it? And then this here it said, you know, it'll give you life. You know, uh, John 14, six, you know, Jesus said, I'm the truth, the way, and the life. You know, we'll get life if we follow Jesus. You know, and it said it'll give you life. Uh, it not just give you physical life. You know, if we listen to our parents, uh, we listen to the wisdom that we gain from them, you know, it could save our life physically, or it can save our life spiritually. You know, you know. <clears throat> The important thing about teaching children is as children grow up, they don't have the wisdom and understanding because they haven't learned anything yet. You know, they do things by instinct. You know, they do, you know, they do things, you know, it's not, uh, you know, children will do things, some things they know is wrong naturally, but most of the things they really don't, you know, they have to learn. You know, uh, they have to learn these things because a lot of things kids do is based on instinct. You know, you know it's just, you know, it's just child instinct. You know, they don't know whether it's right or wrong. You know, just like when I was a kid, I used to jump off the top of the chicken house with a sheep thinking they was, you know, trying to make it out of a parachute. You know, not knowing that a sheep is not going, you know, slow me down when I come down off. Luckily, I didn't break my leg or my arm or my neck. But, you know, that's the way you look at things. Uh, it said it will preserve you, and it will keep you. Uh, and then it says she will promote you. Uh, it will bring you honor. It will give, uh, give an ornament of grace. And then lastly, it said it's a crown of, in 2 Timothy, it says uh, there's a crown of glory laid up for me in, in, in righteousness. You know, uh, we got that glory, we got that grace. You know, it said, and it's not just for me, but for all of them who, who love God. You know, we, uh, it give us that ornament of grace and honor. 
you know, and the promoters. So we have to look at, you know, wisdom is something that's going to give you life, it's going to give you, preserve you, it's going to keep you, it's going to uh, bring you honor. You know, and that's what we want. We want to bring up, when we live on this earth, we want to live in a way where people will see us as somebody that they glad to know. You know, you know some people, you know, you wish you had never met them before. You know, because of the kind of person they are. And after they're gone, you know, you want to be the kind of person that somebody want to, uh, you know, say they was glad to know why you was here, you know, after you're gone. You know, some people, you know, not that I didn't, didn't like my neighbor, but we have a neighbor. Of all the people, we don't have a five houses on our road. But we got, you know, everybody on that road got along together except one person. You know, and that one person hated everybody on the road, you know, and, and one, uh, one of the family on the road was his sister and his brother-in-law and his, and his nieces and nephew, and he hated them. Yeah. You know, it was, you know, and, and this guy, when he, I mean, it was so bad between him and his brother-in-law and his sister, because his sister passed away before he did, but he passed away a few months ago and his brother didn't find out about it until he was already buried. You know, his, it was almost a month before his brother, and, and they lived, and they lived, you know, uh, not an eighth of a mile from each other on the same road. And he didn't know he had passed away, because I didn't know he had passed away either until, until my neighbor told me, which is his, his brother-in-law. And he didn't know he was, uh, had passed away until he was uh, dead and buried. And it was about a month before he found out because, you know, he never associated with anybody on that road. And, uh, and like I said, I didn't know about it when he told me. He said, well, I guess they knew, I guess they figured we probably wasn't going to go to the funeral anyway. So that's probably why they didn't tell us. But, you know, that, you, know that's, you don't want to be a person like that. You know, that, you know that's bad enough that uh, your relatives, you know, didn't know you had passed away. You live feet from him, a yard from him, until almost a month after you've already been buried. You know, and that, that's bad. But this guy, he was pretty bad. He didn't, he didn't like anybody. I mean, he hated everybody. You know, <clears throat> and uh, and that's that's not the kind of person you want to be. Uh, <clears throat> then we go to uh, uh, chapter eight. And that's where uh, a lot of our uh, lesson come from this, chapter 8. You know, chapter 4 wasn't very long. You know, you got in Proverbs, you got a lot of little short chapters, and you got some long, long chapters. Uh, this uh, uh, first uh, chapter 4 was kind of a shorter chapter, but it had some good uh, reading in it. You know, we see that uh, wisdom is personified as a female or she, we see that wisdom is taught from a father to a son or from a mother to a daughter or different things of that nature. And that we have to teach our children to have wisdom and understanding. You know, that's something that's taught. You know, uh, you know we have to teach our children things because they don't all, if, if we leave them to learn things on their own, they're gonna learn a lot of bad things because when they get, grow up and go to school, they're gonna learn some bad habits from classmates. Uh, and then 
when, when they learn it, when they see these things from classmates and you've already taught them what's right and wrong, then they're going to know what's, well, you know what's good and bad. You know, if, you, know uh, you go to school and, and a lot of kids now at school, you know, because I know kids back when I was going to school, they didn't, they did some bad things, but a lot of, a lot of the things that they do at school now, it's just, uh, I don't know. The kids is different, I think, I don't know what. I guess they seem like they grow up faster than we did, you know. I, when I was growing up, I, I always thought you couldn't do this until you got grown. So I didn't do a lot of things, you know. Like drinking, I always thought, well, you can't drink till you get grown. You can't drink coffee till you get grown. I guess that's why I don't drink coffee now, because I didn't drink coffee as a kid. And I can't stand the taste of it. <clears throat> uh, but, uh, but, you know, kids now, you know, at school, you got these middle schoolers coming to school with uh, big coffee cups this tall, drinking coffee. And, you know, when I was growing up, you know, we, they, we weren't allowed to drink coffee. You know, and, uh, but now, you know, these kids come to school with Starbucks cups, you know, and I can't even afford Starbucks. You know, uh, even if I did drink coffee, I, I don't think I'd be drinking Starbucks. I'd have to find me some cheap coffee. You know, go to a service station and drink some of that bad coffee. <laughs> Sam, has anybody ever told you they were the perfect parent? I've seen, I've never had anyone tell me but I have had anyone that said my kid wouldn't do that. You know. I've heard that too. Yeah, I heard a lot, I've heard that a lot of times. My kid, my child wouldn't do that. You know, I'd be wanting to say, well, you don't know what your child. Well, I, matter of fact, I had one last week or a week before that. But she was saying that another girl was harassing her, her girl, and we've taught our child not to do this, and she wouldn't do that, and she wouldn't do this. Then they come back through. She made out a police report for harassment on this girl, wanted to have her arrested. So I did the police report. And I told her what to do to have you know, have a girl, you know, cited in the court. And because I, you know, I had already heard some things, because I didn't say anything, you know, I just let her talk. Because I knew the girl wasn't innocent because I dealt with her some last year. And they act differently <laughs> away from their yeah. parents. Yeah. And then they come back, uh, she I talked to her a few days later. She said, well, can I take away that report? I said, well, no. I said, you can't take away the report. I said, but you don't want to follow up on it. You don't have to. She said, well, we found out our daughter was just as much involved as the other girl. And she lied to us. So she had the girl to write me a letter. Because I already knew the girl you know, wasn't telling the truth. But uh, she had the girl to write me a letter apologizing for lying about what happened and things like that. But, you know, yeah, some parents say, you know, I've had parents, I've had kids to get arrested for things, and parents have swear that their kid wouldn't do that. Well, you know, well, the kid was seen doing it, but they still said that their child, their child wouldn't do it. My kid wouldn't do that, you know. Uh, that's parents just, uh, they don't want to believe that their kid do anything wrong. But if you don't teach them, and a lot of times, uh, a lot of parents, it's because they have taught them the right things is they don't believe that they're doing anything wrong. It's, a lot of times they don't, it's not, they really believe that what they've taught them stuck. You know, everything you teach a kid don't stick. You know, uh, you know uh, some kids are defiant, you know, and I don't care how much you teach them. You just hope. Yeah. You've got to start early yeah. on 
building that foundation of knowing God as God is. God is love, but he's, he's going to be holding people accountable right. too. Uh, God got an age when he started holding people accountable. And we got to have an age where we have God. My mama said six months. <laughs> she said, when they get six months old, you start spanking their leg. <laughs> and, and that's what she did. Uh, when, she was, when she was babysitting some of my nieces and nephews, they did something they didn't have no business, she stopped spanking them on the leg. <laughs> Uh, so, but you know, you got you got to have a uh, you know everybody got a different age where they where they think they need to start teaching their kids. Uh, you know, I don't know what what the age is. It's like age of accountability. What is that age? You know, we can't really say. You know, if a kid is really 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 young, we kind of say, well, you know, that may not really understand what they're doing. But you know, what is that? Age? I had a uh, we had a guy, and this guy was. He, I'm, he's, I'm sure he's dead now. He was a minister in Memphis. He used to come and do some of our gospel meetings, but he was in his 60s, maybe 70s then. And he said he started preaching when he was five years old. So, and I've read where other kids, six, seven, eight, and nine years old, started preaching at those ages. It's, it's, I guess it's comprehension. You gotta look at what they can comprehend. Uh, yeah. Disciple. Mm -hmm. So the, it's children understand discipline early. Right. Better and, and later the, the more, you know, philosophical. Yeah. yeah. But it has to be it has to begin early. Yeah. And every child is, is different. You know, some child you might have to, you know, you might have to beat to get things. And sometimes you can just say, Well, don't do that. You know, and they, you know, every child, you can't train, you can't train up every child the same way. You know, it's just like every adult, you know, everybody's got their own personality. You know, everybody in here is Christians, but everybody here got their own personality, so we have to learn how to live with everybody's personality. You know, because some people's personality uh, bump, you know, bump heads. You know, per some personalities bump heads, you know. Even if, even if you're Christian, you know, your personalities may bump. But you got to learn how to live with those personalities. You know, and, and same way with children, when they're growing up, you have to learn how to deal with those personalities are different. You know, you can't uh, raise one child the same way you raise the next child unless they got the same personality. If they got different personalities, then you're going to have to go a different way. Because one thing that worked with one child may not work with the next. Uh, you know, it's you, hard when you're trying not to show favoritism. Yeah. Oh, we're around. Yeah, some things do. You know, in other words, if 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 kids do something, if if kids do something that you, that you think he needs a spanking, then you spank him. You know, you know, uh, regardless. You know, if he if he do something you think he needs just talking to, well, my mama didn't. She didn't do a whole lot of talking. <laughs> yeah. No? yeah, she she talked she talked with the belt. Uh, and I listen, <laughs> so, but you know, yeah, and it's, the key is listening. But uh, in, in here it said, of what does wisdom speak? You know, and it says, uh, it speaks of excellent things, it speaks of right things, uh, it speaks truth, 
And when you go to Ephesians 4.15, it says, speaking the truth in love. You know, that's what we're supposed to do. We're supposed to speak the truth. You know, if it's the truth, regardless. You know, a lot of times we, we don't want to tell the truth if we think it's going to hurt somebody. You know, but truth is truth. You know, uh, sometimes truth hurts. And sometimes you have to tell it whether it, it, it hurts. You know, whether it hurts to tell or whether it's going to hurt the person you're telling, you know, you, you still got, you know, you still have to tell the truth. Uh, wickedness is an abomination to my lips. Uh, I say, uh, works of my mouth is righteousness. Uh, nothing fraud or perverse. Uh, uh, plain to them that understand and right to them that find knowledge. So this is what, you know, how this is our wisdom speaking. You know, wisdom speak excellent things. You know, it don't, it don't speak in the, you know, and don't think anything that's bad. You know, wisdom is not, you know, when you have heavenly wisdom, it's not anything that's bad. Everything you talk, everything you say, everything you do, you know, is, uh, is bad. You know, I have, uh, it worked a lot of times because officers, you know, they, they get mad about this and they get mad about that because they don't like the way things are going. And, uh, and then they'll talk about a certain officer or a certain supervisor or whatever. And they'll ask me my opinion. I said, well, if I ain't got nothing good, I always say, if I ain't got nothing good to say, then I just rather not say anything at all. You know, so, you know, if I can't speak good about you, then there ain't no need of me saying anything. You know, just, I'd rather just keep my mouth shut. You know, and, uh, but it says it speaks right things. If you're not going to speak anything right, then you shouldn't say anything, you know. And uh, uh, Ecclesiastes 3. It said there's a time to speak and a time to be silent. You know, and we have to, we have to figure out which, what that time is, when we need to speak and when we need to be silent. You know, uh, <clears throat> and sometimes we need to be silent until we can decide on what we're gonna speak. You know, a lot of people speak without thinking. You know, they said things that they really don't mean, but what did Jesus say? You know, whatever come out of the mouth is from the heart. So in other words, when you said it, you meant it. You know, you may not mean it after you said it, but at the time you were saying it, you know, you really meant it. But then you just regret it after you said it. And that's the way it works. Uh, so, you, you know, sometimes we have to think first before we say anything, and then we need to say anything. You know, uh, you, know, the, you know, the Bible tells us to uh, be angry and sin not. You know, there's nothing... Uh, sinful about being angry. Jesus got angry when he turned over those tables in the temple. You know, but he didn't sin. He was, he was standing up for what was right. But he was angry about it. So he turned over the, you know, charges and turned over the tables. And, and at one, one of the uh, reasons said, you know, he took a, I guess he took a switch and, and whooped some of the people out of the temple. You know, but you know, he was doing, you know, he was passionate about, you know, God's house. And that's the way we should be about it. You know, not that we, you know, we're not going to, I don't think we're going to whoop anybody out of the church if we don't like what they're doing. I don't get <laughs> But, uh, you know, you know, it's, sometimes you, you may have to ask somebody to leave. You know, you know there's a time, you know, you know, somebody may disrupt the services that you may have to ask them to leave. Hopefully that will never come to, but I, it, it, you know, it's happened before. I went to calls, not in the, member, not in the church, but in some of the uh, secular churches. I went to calls where the members was fighting, or and I went to call. I went to one call where uh, 
one member pull a gun on another member in one of the churches. You know, that's just how bad it gets. Then when I went to Warren, where the uh, uh, members was trying to make the minister leave, and he wouldn't leave, and they wanted him forced out. You know, he, they, you know, you know that's uh, that's uh, y'all's problem. That's not our problem. You know, y'all, you know, y'all put him in there. Y'all got to get him out. And it's same way as it's the same way as the house. You know, if I let somebody live in my house, I can't call the police to make the police put him out. You know, that's you know, I let him in. I got to let him out. You know, you minister, you let him in, you got to get him out. You know, uh, and that's the way it works. So we see that, uh, you know, this is wisdom, how wisdom speaks. And then uh, 15, it talks about what is wisdom more important in. Well, you know, we see is silver, more important silver and gold. You know, these are the things that people think is, are, are precious, silver, gold. Most people got silver, you know, they wear all the time. You know, I got a gold ring that I wear all the time, a wooden ring. You know, I don't take it off for nothing. Matter of fact, they want to cut it off. I, I'm allergic to seafood. And I, well, I didn't know I was allergic to seafood at that time. I ate some seafood, I had to go to the hospital, and they wanted to cut my ring off. I said, oh, I can't cut my ring off. They said, well, if your figure keeps weather, we're going to have to cut it off. So, uh, but, uh, you know, this is, you know, this is precious to me because of what it represents. It's my gold ring, and I, and I wear it all the time. I get on me all the time by working on cars and things with it on. But, you know, I can't, well, right now I can't take it off. You know, it won't come off. The only way I can get it off now is to cut it off. I guess my finger is swole or whatever, and I, I actually can't get it off. So. So I keep it on 24-7, no matter what I'm doing. <clears throat> then it says, more precious than rubies, uh, and all that may be desired. So it, uh, wisdom is more precious than anything that we may want. You know, anything in this world that we may want, uh, wisdom is more precious than. Uh, then when you go to Job 28, uh, it says, uh, the price of wisdom is above rubies. You know, so in other words, you know, the most precious thing we can have in this world, and, and, and even putting it to that, it's more precious than our children, it's more precious than our spouses, because without wisdom, we wouldn't be able to raise those children like we need to raise them. We wouldn't be able to treat that spouse the way we need to treat them. You know, so we gotta have, you know, we gotta have that wisdom. Let me run through these again real quick. I don't think I'm gonna make it through all of them. <clears throat> what does the fear of the Lord hate? Uh, uh, it said hate evil, uh, pride, arrogancy, uh, evil way, and a forward mouth. You know, in other words, uh, what James talked about the tongue, that it was an evil thing. You know, uh, the tongue, it, it can turn ships. You know, it, you know, it can, uh, you know, the tongue can cause a lot of trouble, you know. <clears throat> and you got some people that use the mouth to start trouble, then they'll get behind the scene when the trouble gets started. You know, we have a lot of kids like that at school. You know, they'll, they'll start trouble and then they'll get behind the scenes. Uh, you know, I got one kid, he just started back to school. He was there last year, but he wanted to leave. He would, he would do a lot of talking back and forth with other kids, telling the other kids things on the other kids so they can get to fighting. And then he'll go back in the background. 
And when he came back to school this year, I said, and well, we got a new principal. So he introduced himself to the new principal and she thought he was so cute. And after he left, I said, yeah, he's cute all right. I said, he started a lot of trouble, but then he get behind the scene. <laughs> she found that out here the other day. <laughs> But, uh, but uh, and that's the way uh, we allow some people are, you know, they use their mouth to start trouble, but they don't want, you know, but they start, they like to start trouble with other people. You know, they start gossip, they gossip about things uh, and just to see what other people's reactions are. You know, a lot of people gossip about other people just to see people fight. You know, that happens a lot at school. You know, kids, you know, they'll go tell one kid something and, uh, and that the other kid say it, and then when they get to fight, you ask them, what happened? Well, so-and-so told me that he was talking about me. And so we got, uh, let's see, 17. I think this is the last one, I believe. It said, what does wisdom do? All right, we'll go through these real quick before we end our class. It said, it's wise counsel, it's understanding, Strength, help kings rule well, help princesses and nobles judge righteously, uh, uh, love them that love her, uh, and those that seek her find her. In other words, if we want wisdom, we can get it. Yeah. If we want it, we can get it. Uh, it uh, give, give you riches and honor. Uh, it endures riches and righteousness. Uh, it is better than gold, and it's better than silver. Uh, it leads way to righteousness, and it, it, it inherits wealth, filled treasures. You know, in uh, Matthew 6, 33, it says, Seek you first the kingdom of God, and all these other things be added to you. You know, if you want all these things, seek God first. Uh, this is another one that I need to try to get through real quick. When did wisdom begin? Say in the beginning, you know, when before the mountains, before the hills, before the earth, before the hills, uh, before the heavens were prepared, uh, before the clouds were established, uh, before the uh, seas had limits, and before the foundation of the world. So, in other words, wisdom was here before everything else. And when you go to Genesis 1, 1 through 23, it says in the beginning, God made the heaven and earth. So in the beginning, wisdom was there. Okay. And I uh, thank you for your undivided attention. And I thank Paul. I thank you guys next week. Yes. Right, Paul will be giving you his wisdom next week. <laughs> <laughs>